Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Ariel Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. What's up, tribe? We are back. This is Aaron. I'm here with my good friend, Jason. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Aaron. We are, uh, we're going to tackle a fun topic today, and this is something that we deal with not only in our own lives, but we deal with the ripple effects of how other people interpret this one. Uh, and so we felt like it would be a, a valid thing for us to, to tackle, and that is this. What is the purpose of authority? Every single one of us, to a degree or another, uh, have authority in somebody's life. We have influence, and what's the purpose of that. So yeah. um, that's what we're going to try to tackle today. Yeah. And I think as you, as we go through this, uh, the purpose of authority, you know, just be thinking about, you know, what, what is the environment that, that I'm operating in both personally and professionally, right? Because, because uh, authority is there. And I also think it's there directly and indirectly too. Yeah. I would recommend, there's a number of phenomenal reads around this topic. One from a Christian perspective is the book, Playing God by Andy Crouch. Um, talking about the whole purpose of authority from from God's perspective, which is really profound. It's been a profound book in my life. I, I would say um, The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni talks a ton about this in that uh, he, he frames it this way, culture is everything in a business. It is, 100%. And um, your purpose as a leader then is to do everything that you can to fight for the culture. That being said... Um, to start right off the bat, the purpose of authority is, number one, to fight for the kind of culture that you want to create. And I, and I would say, for a lot of people, uh, they, what, is, what is authority and what isn't authority? I can tell you this. I can tell you that a lot of people believe that authority means more money. Authority means more influence. Authority means more control. And that's actually what they're chasing. And you can feel it. Yeah. I, so authority, I mean, if you think about it in the context of, of the way that we're framing this up in culture, authority is about impact. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to go there, one of the books we, we were talking about offline is Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell, where he mm-hmm. gets to the fifth level. You're like, if you really think about what he's saying, people walk into an organization like, well, all right, so who's in charge? And they're kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, technically he's the guy, but everyone around him is doing at a highest level. And and that 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 authority really is is your they've placed impact on other people. Yeah, and I think uh, 
one of the things that I believe is that there's two kinds of leadership. There's positional leadership in every organization, or by the way, in every family unit, there's positional leadership. And then there's the, the person that everyone wants to follow. And the goal of that would be that those two people are the same person. Yeah. <laughs> like hopefully your positional leaders are people that other people want to follow. It is not often the case that that's true because what happens is positional leaders, the more influence you get, and the, and this is a tension of leadership. We've been, we've been talking about this. The, there's the ten, one of the tensions of leadership is the bigger your company gets, the bigger your business grows, the harder it is to stay connected to your employees in a meaningful way. And so what winds up happening is you're making decisions for people that don't know you. You, you were saying in your company, you have the technically the ability to fire people that you've never had a conversation with. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I'm like, man, I, <laughs> that just feels like the, you ought to, if you're in that position as a leader in your business, you ought to periodically sit back and shudder at the, the weight of the responsibility that you have in the lives of people that you will never talk to. Like that's a, that's a big deal. That, that ought to be something that we don't go, yeah, I'm the man. Like I'm not the man that, that ought to scare you. Yeah. Yeah. So getting back to kind of how you framed it up here, you know, the purpose of authority, like, so we really take a step back, like you said, so what, what, what is the purpose? I think the purpose, you know, let's just put it in a business context for a second is, you know, it's a group of individuals that um, have some type of goal as a group that they're trying to achieve, right? So if I manufacture doors, that, that group is, is trying to sell, you know, and install as many doors as they possibly can. And inside that subset, you know, beyond that, that, you know, you've got a leadership team that says, hey, here's how, you know, we're going to get there. And then there's strategy and then there's the actual product development and all of those things. And so inside of that structure, that's where what is the purpose of this, right? And, and so if we put on our hat of leadership mm-hmm. and if you find yourself, you know, that you're listening to this, um, you know, you're in, you're in one of those maybe higher levels or maybe you're not, th- this conversation is relevant because it, it really comes down to what well, the purpose is, is so one, for us to hit it, but secondly, the only way you truly hit it and sustain it is through the culture. And I think that's really what we're trying to unpack here today. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, uh, I keep thinking about like, uh, how how impactful is is the leader in any organization? And I don't think that most leaders give enough credit to how how important their words are, how important their actions are, intentional or unintentional. I don't think that they give enough credit to how how much they affect the people around them. And what winds up happening is that they'll say something. And it'll just be an offhanded comment. It's not, they're just talking and it's f- some flippant thing. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like the, you know, so-and-so is just like a, a monkey at a circus or something like that. You yeah. know, the the weight of what they just said yeah. is like, oh, that's a gut punch, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's felt, it's not only felt by the person that it was said about, everyone around them is kind of unintentionally picking up like a, oh, I better straighten up and fly right for this guy. Like, I don't have the freedom to just be me. I need to be what he expects me to be or she expects me to be. Because if I'm not, I'm going to get called a monkey. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because we're, I think we're starting to see 
this generational difference when it comes to leadership and management, and we're starting to see it, you know, with the millennials. So I guess when I graduated from college, which uh, was it, 97? So that seems like a while ago. <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, you're not supposed to say that, Aaron. No. <laughs> so see, you're so young. I'm not no. saying you yeah. are old. I'm just not <laughs> saying you're not. Yeah. Is um, I, my mom, you know, they pull the parents off to the side and the president at that time, President Winters was like, hey, do you know your, your kids are going to have like seven different careers? And my mom's like, what are you talking about? You know, because, you know, she was on the cusp of where people like, hey, you work, you know, the same company for 30 years, get yep. a gold watch and get a pension. Well, those days are gone. Now, these millennials, I mean, who knows? If mine was seven, theirs must be like 42. Who knows? Right, <laughs> right. And I guess what, what, what I know, because we hire them, you know, where we're at, and you're just seeing that across the board um, in this, what we're calling the, the, what, the great resignation right now, you mm -hmm. know? What, and we're not going to argue the, why that's happening, but what we do know is this. Their expectations of the culture that they want to operate in is totally different. Like they're they're willing like you know what I I would rather make less but love what I'm doing love where I'm at and I think I think it's kind of interesting you know there's like there's a demand for a different type of culture but what they do know is that when that 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 does exist and that, that that's where all of the pieces come together and that's where that harmony and and success really is maximized yeah and I I think one of the one of the hard things about authority is like in a company, when you're hired as a CEO or on an, at an executive level, you're hired to come in and produce widgets, whatever your widget is. Yeah. You're hired to come in and produce. And so we value what we measure on your resume is your production. But what actually makes somebody want to work for you is your capacity for relationship, like your ability to engage people well. And, and, and that Nobody ever interviews that or, or tries to measure it because it's kind of hard and like, yeah. hey, you know, you you work hard, but you're kind of a jerk like <laughs> that. We don't we don't measure that well. Um, and so we wind up saying, well, this guy's a producer and then we can't figure out why the company didn't do better under his leadership. Well, here's why. Because production isn't actually about your ability to produce. It's about your ability to lead people well. And that's so important. Like the purpose of authority is to bring about a better version of the people that you're leading. Yep. And not and not just a better version of like, I'm going to correct your bad behavior, but inspiring them to something more. I think that's one of the things that <clears throat> that uh, Andy Crouch talks about in his book is that the purpose of authority from the from God's perspective is that you want to push authority out, uh, which feels counterintuitive because we would think that, well, if I'm an authority, I need to hold my authority so nobody takes it. What, what he proposes is um, the more you push authority out, the more authority that you actually get, and that feels counterintuitive. His example is actually this. He says that um, he plays the cello, which I was like, buddy, brave saying that you play yeah. the cello. Um, good job being brave. Yeah, my brain was cello, cello. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> now I know what instrument, yeah. But he, his cello teacher is a virtuoso cellist. And he says, the, the funny thing about my teacher teaching me to play cello is that it makes me better at playing the cello, but that doesn't diminish his ability to play the cello. Yeah. It actually is helping him be better as well because he continues to practice and rehearse and do the things that help him be better. It, he said that that's the same way with authority. It, it doesn't, it's not a fixed sum, uh, like there's not just like, there's a hundred units of authority and we're going to disperse that amongst all the people who have authority. Uh, it's a, 
it, it's expansive. Authority, authority grows and expands. And the more that I push it out, the more that I actually uh, allow myself to gain more and more authority. Yeah. And as I listen to you, you know, again, going back to the purpose of authority is if you're given authority, there, there, there's an underpinning that, hey, we're, we're trying to accomplish a task. Right. And so when I'm listening to you, really is what, you know, he's saying is he's like, here's how you maximize that. Yep. That's what he's saying. Yeah. And, and you know? the, the tension is we are trying to accomplish a task. That is true. 100%. But how we get there is probably more important than where we get. Yep. Uh, because you can, uh, you can accomplish the task, but if you destroy the people in the process, then it's not worth doing. And so that, that's something that uh, hard-driving leaders, and, and one of the hard parts about leadership is that a lot of guys that get into high levels of leadership are hard drivers. That's how they got there. Mm-hmm. But hard-driving leaders have a tendency to grind people out, crumple them up, throw them away, and then just bring somebody else in. And they just turn over people. Well, it's your problem. It's your problem. It's your problem. Well, eventually, great companies, great leaders figure out, no, that was actually my problem because I'm leading poorly. Yeah. And, and the risk to that, I think now more than ever, is then you lose talent. Yes. You, you, will, you will vacuum your talent out so fast because uh, people just don't want, they won't tolerate it. Yep. Like, I mean, this isn't like 1960, you know what I mean? Like, well, I guess got to grind it out. And that's just kind of, it is what it is, right? And if they're switching jobs, it's highly possible that your industry is losing that talent as well. Like your, your entire industry is going to yep. suffer because they're going to switch gears. Yeah. And now, like, you know, I think what COVID rang in was this whole, you know, work from wherever virtual world, like that's just not going to go away. Right. So we're seeing it at a very high level where you want to create, you know, recruit top talent. They're like, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to live in Denver. You know what I mean? I'll get on airplanes. Cool. But like, this is what I'm required and this is what it looks like. And so getting, I mean, there, there's a big ripple effect when you talk about the purpose of authority. Hey, I'm trying to accomplish this, but that culture component to it, but if you want to lose talent, I mean, that's the quickest way to lose it. Right. Yeah. It's, and and I, I think it's important that we recognize, because what a lot of people will do is they'll leverage their leadership, their authority to get something else going for themselves. So either I'm going to leverage my authority to uh, make my life better in some way, um, money-wise, I'm going to leverage my authority to... Um, improve my reputation, and and people will do that. Like, I'm going to take advantage of your idea. We've yep. talked about that in the past. I see it all the time. I'm going to take advantage of your yeah. idea, <laughs> and and I'm going to make it look like it's mine so that in my... And, and I have the authority. Therefore, you can't say anything about it because I hold all the cards. Yeah. Um, and and that that's a thing that I think is, is really, really... Um, Dangerous. I think another thing that people use authority for is like, I'm going to move into a level of authority so that I can make more money because I want to make more money, not because I have the capacity or the character to be able to actually handle that authority. And I think that's a piece that we were talking before the show um, that was actually really significant to me is people work so hard to get into a position of, of authority. They don't really take the time to consider what is actually required of that position. Yeah. And I mean, I think everyone who's listening to this can be like, Hey, have you ever had a bad boss? Like, yeah, that person should not have been right. in that spot. Right. That's exactly what we're talking about. Right. right. So, you know, with, with responsibilities inside of a job, meaning tasks comes, you know, some additional authority. Um, they may have the technical ability to accomplish that, but really do they have the leadership skills 
to um, do what we're talking about and, and really cultivate that with the authority that's been handed to them. And I would make the argument that very few people do. That's yeah. my personal opinion. I, I think you're right, and I, and I think it exposes itself. That's the thing about authority is that it doesn't make you better. It exposes you. Yeah. If you're not willing to better yourself anyway, you're just going to get kind of um, thrown to the world as as a piece of crap. Like that, you're just going to be eventually. Yeah. It's going to come. It's going to come and and roost where you don't want it to. But there was two pieces that we were talking about. One was character, the character of authority. And the other one is the competency of, 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 uh, authority. And and I would just ask you this question, which one comes first? Character. I mean, versus competency. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, there, somebody can be good at their job and be a terrible human being. That'll break so fast that that, like, that, that's just a disaster. That's just a bomb. That's got a time clock on it, right? right? But you take somebody who has character, I mean, competency can be coached into to a certain level. I mean, there's always going to be an X factor in anything in life. I mean, we see it in sports. We see it to where, wow, this person is just naturally gifted to, to a different level, right? Being an artist, a speaker, a leader. like the, but, but for the most part, people can you know, get trained and get better at what they do. That's why we're constantly looking at coaching and you know, all the different programs that exist. But if that person's character is, is not in a place to handle that, I mean, it's just going to, it's just going to blow up. So especially in positions, <coughs> in positions of, um, authority, you want to hire for character, train for competency. 100%. One, I mean, that, and that, there's nothing new behind that, but like, if you walk away from that, um, you know, it's just a, it's just going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we live in this world where there's such a, uh, employer employee vacuum. Like there's ev- lots of, everybody needs to hire people. Everybody's short staffed. Yeah. And some of that is because, um, half their staff is sick most of the time, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, some of that is just because, um, people aren't coming back to work. Okay. Whatever. But if you want to hire, don't get caught in the urgency of, I have to fill this position. Take your time, hire for character, train for competency. So one of the things when I do interviews, one of my very first questions that I like to ask is more towards the character side than the competency side. Hey, can you share with me a time in which you identified a problem internally, right? That you were like, hey, I don't think this is going in the right direction. How did you handle that? You know, w- w- did they have the character to, to elevate it to an uncomfortable position? Like, hey, I took this to my boss and, and I said, hey, this is a problem or this is not okay. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with competency, you know, uh, that, that had to, did, did how, or how did they wrestle with that? And if they kind of, well, you know, I really I can't, I can't think of one. I'm like, well, then, A, you haven't been working long enough or B, you're not, <laughs> you know, you're not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just going to get in here and do your job from a competency perspective. Okay, that's great. Um, but I'm really looking for who are you as that person? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And I, I, I feel like the other, the other C that you might consider is chemistry. Like how do they get along with the rest of the team? Right. So I think yeah. is Bill Hybels, um, which isn't a safe name to say right now, but that's the, the book he wrote, um, called courageous leadership had three C's for hiring character competency right. and chemistry. Um, I, I, that would be an important one as well, but I think even chemistry can be learned, if a person has solid character, they can work into how to be relationally healthy with other people. Yeah, and I think that gets back to, so again, purpose purpose of authority 
how do I take a group of people that I have authority over or with to go accomplish tasks, right? Yep. So cool. That that's that's kind of the end point, so to say. So so what we're discussing is, is, is so what is the how and all sitting behind that? You know, what I mean, what is what is the what is the heart? Mm-hmm. And this is really more of a heart conversation, you know, than a hands and feet conversation. Yes, right? absolutely. And and I think that's that's really what we're trying to help. You know, you know that as you're listening to this, maybe it's sparking, going, yeah, you know what, you're right. Like, what what is going on in the heart? Because too many times we're, we're measured by the hand and the feet. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? What did you knock down? What did you build? What does it look like? A hundred percent. Yeah. But it's the examination of the heart that 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 really is going to. Um, Tell me the sustainability of, of what's really taking place. So I think to, to, to say the same thing you're just saying in maybe a little bit different way, the purpose of authority is to make sure that the people that you have authority over are better when they leave your authority than they were when they came. Yeah. Regardless of the task we're doing, the tasks can get done. When we're improving the people under us, the tasks will get done. Yep. I promise. That sounds weird. But I promise that's true. Yeah. The tasks will get done and they'll get done with joy. They'll get done with creativity. They'll get done with passion. They'll get done with energy because people love being a part of a space that wants them to be better. I believe that my, as, a, as the lead pastor, so I'm the, I'm the boss at where, I, where I work, I believe that the most important thing that I can give our church is a healthy staff. Totally agree. Because in doing so, the ta- it, Jesus says it this way. He says, if, if, if you do things from a bad heart, even the things that you do will be bad. Correct. If you do things from a good heart, all the things that you do will be good. So I want to... I wanna, I, the tasks are getting done. If they don't get done, that's a separate conversation. But my purpose of authority is to make sure that the people that I'm leading are as healthy as they can be so that as they're getting the tasks done, those tasks are look good, they're done well, and they're done in a way that helps other people be better too. Yeah, and that's the only way you're going to get down that trickle effect, right? So how do you, how do you impact those that you never talked to inside of, you know, a large organization? Well, it's really a trickle-down effect because at some point there will be a conversation of a decision that you've made that has trickled down through maybe a different couple layers of leadership to where that person that is interacting, the relationship's there, that is where you're influencing the culture, mm-hmm. right? And that's and that's super important. It's super and important. and as you have layers down below you, let's <clears throat> say you are you are committed to this at your layer, and like two or three layers down, you have a person that's managing other people that is not committed to that, and they love being led that way, but they're just not leading that way. And you and you catch wind of it. You need to deal with that, like deal with it aggressively. I, I almost said abruptly, but don't be a jerk about it. But deal with it intentionally, purposefully, and, and right away. And, and I think the, the way to go about that is to figure out like, okay, is this a character issue? Is this a person who is leading from anger because they're broken? Is, this a, is it a competency issue? Is it leading this way because this is the way they were taught? This is the way they were led? They don't know another way. And, and a simple conversation around that would be like, oh, uh, can they get there? Or are they just like, no, nah, I'm not going to get there. If they're not going to get there, they need to be given a hug and a yeah. severance check and sent on their way. Yeah. Because because that that culture of making sure like that's another purpose of authority is to protect that everybody in your organization has the best chance of being healthy, moving forward, growing as they accomplish the tasks that they're called to do. And and I also think too that 
it's also a function of, of growing because where an organization is today and where it was five years ago should be different, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think as if you are in a leadership position, you're, you're constantly examining that, you know, getting the feedback, you know, that's why sometimes you have those, you know, technically employee reviews is to say, okay, is this person growing with us or, or are they not, right? Mm-hmm. That's another component to, um, to that situation that you have to kind of assess because it gets back to, again, purpose, authority, right? As you're put in a position to help accomplish something, and you got to make sure that we're all rowing in the same direction, all the things that we're talking about. Yeah. And and I will give you just one maybe filter to put this through. Do I actually care about people or do I care about product? Do I care about the bottom line? Here, here's one. If you have to let somebody go, are you still committed to them being healthy? Not just verbally. Are you actually, do you have skin in the game on them being healthy? Like, yeah. I, I can't keep you here, but I want you to know that I'm committed to you growing. And I want you to, because I want you to be healthy. Not because I want, not because you're affecting my bottom line anymore, because you're not. Yeah. Um, but I want you to be healthy, and so because of that, I'm going to do this and this and this and this for you, and that's okay. going to cost me a few thousand dollars probably, but it's worth it because you're worth it. Yep. Like, is that how your authority works, or um, is that something that uh, you'd be like, as soon as they're gone, they're gone. Like, get them out, get a new person in, let's go. What I promise you, I promise you this. If you commit to that level of care for people, you will never lack on your bottom line. You'll, you'll never lack. No, You're, you, you just you just because it shows up in so many different ways. Because this gets back, this gets back to your heart, mm-hmm. right? Not your hands and your feet. Yep. Those are those are two different things. You know, we know that, but but we're constantly our measurements about our hands and our feet. You know, what did you do? What did you build? Where'd you go? Et cetera, et cetera. Great, and we should do that because you know what I mean. We gotta. <laughs> You know, if you're in business, you gotta you, you want to be successful, and you should be getting goals, and that's great. But the sustainability, especially in today's world, I, I, I you and I talk about this all the time. It's it's that component of the heart where we are pulling the best out of people and encouraging them, uh, maximizing who they are. Like God gave them individual gifts, so what are they? What do those look like? I mean, that's that's to me where authority is. Is I've been placed with authority. Okay, great, good for me. But how am I cultivating that? Yeah. So that that individual, to your point, is growing with us, right? And and you're like, well, great, Jason Aaron. There's nothing new. That's right. There's nothing new about what you and I are saying. Right. We're we're talking through this because this is the right process. Because when you walk out into the real world, they're like, no, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, got it. What did you do? Did you do this? You know, the measurement, blah blah blah. blah. And there's not time budgeted nor coaching at a leadership level, like, so how you doing? Yeah. Right? And I want, you know, I want to share with you, Aaron, what, what I've noticed and how much I appreciate X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? So that that feedback loop is there like, wow, Jason's really paying attention to what's taking place. And so in his busy world, if he's able to do that and budget that time, then me at that next level, I should be able to carry that down to that next level. Yeah. Right? And... And the best way in terms of an actual tool that I that I have discovered in, in that is 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 taking time to go, okay, what's a good question to ask? I've found the values in the questions um, when really pulling out what's inside. Yeah. And 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 then also acknowledging when you can. So yeah. that's one thing that uh, I feel like I, I try to be very purposeful about. Yeah. And I think um, one of the when we start talking about the big picture, the purpose of authority, 
one of the things that we have to understand is that the purpose of authority is not to produce widgets, it's to produce people. And so people have to feel valued. They have to feel like they're more than a, a tool that you use to pad your pocket. Um, I was thinking about, uh, it's Howard Schultz is the name of the CEO that used to be CEO of Starbucks. And he was there for a while and then he left and then they brought him back because the company started to tank. And his value on relational connection with his employees, even when it became really, really huge, he would still walk around and um, have a just a 30-second connection with his employees. He'd just walk down the halls and connect with them, walk down the halls and connect with them, which he's like, well, but I need to read this report and I need to do da 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 no, you need to have a culture that is valuable, that makes people better. And you do that through relationship. You don't through it, do it through report reading. And, and the reason, and I, and I do love that, and the reason why that's so effective, and you'd be like, well, whatever they are today, who knows the 10, 30,000 employees, right? I mean, there's Starbucks employees in airports around the world that he's like, I will never touch them. I will never speak to them. Right. But it's it's this it's the analogy of of dropping the rock in the pond. There has to be that initial drop for those ripple effects to move out, mm-hmm. and that's leadership. And he knew that, and he understood that. And he's like, yeah, I'm I might talk. I'm making up a number uh, to thirty people on my daily rounds, right? Because he's probably surrounded by his his core leadership. Right. I mean, if we're being honest, and maybe the security guard on the way in. Right. But he knew that if that culture was there, then that's gonna what's that's what's gonna ripple out. You know, and that's really part of, I think, part of that lesson in that story. Yep. Yeah. And I think, I think that's one thing that he did well um, and, and brought, brought it back and turned the company around, you yeah. know, that, that value for helping people be better. And, and um, that's the purpose of authority is yeah. that the people under you are better when they leave than when they got there. Whatever better looks like, better could be better emotionally, better, they have a better perspective on life, they're better husbands, they're better wives, they're better fathers, they're better mothers, they're better human beings, and the world is a better place because you were given authority and you stewarded the lives of the people. Yeah, I mean, how many times, if you think about it, right, that we interact with a product or a service, and we're like, man, that was such a great experience. Or or you talk to somebody that works, I, I love my job. And you're like, oh my gosh, I, it's pretty rare for somebody to say, I love my job, you know, and, and how we as consumers, so I'm going to put this in practical terms, go, I would like to go back and have that kind of experience where somebody's joyful about what's going on. I'll tell you one that I, I, I still am fascinated um, every day or every time I interact with a product is Chick-fil-A. I'm like, they may have the best training culture I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm like... I've never walked into a, a Chick-fil-A where the, just the energy level's low. And you know, they're like, hey, how can I help you? Or what? I, just, I was like, uh, you know, I place my order. And, and there's sometimes, you know, they're just so quick to deliver. But you, it's such a great experience. Right. Um, they do have great chicken sandwiches. Um, that Chick-fil-A sauce is ridiculous. Chick-fil-A sauce Chick-fil-A, is the magic. That's I like mean, licking the face of Jesus. I'm like, is. what is inside this? And I'll take five <laughs> of those with French fries, you know? Um I probably should look at the ingredients, so who knows the sugar content. But anyways, but, but my point is, I'm just using that. It might, be the, might not be the best example, but it's an example from a top-down perspective of a highly effective organization that I'm sure if we spend time with the founders, one, their faith is relevant. They're not open on Sundays. Right. Right? And they're like, yeah, we're going to deliver the best chicken sandwich, but we're going to deliver it with people that are just stoked that you came through, and then we're going to appreciate you for the three minutes that you're in this line, which we appreciate that I wasn't in the line for 30 minutes, you yeah. know, 
and it's just a so I think that's just a good example that what we're discussing um, is is really relevant to creating culture. Right again, what's the purpose of authority? Like, you can build great, profitable entities and, you know, all of those things. So this and I'm sure that their employees outside of work will never say my pleasure, ever. Never. <laughs> it's like, my pleasure to help yeah, you, my, my pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. But but if when they're there and they're like, thank you, my pleasure. Yeah. Like, that is, that is true. It's a training culture oh. that is like, hey, we are going to be relentless about getting exactly what we want out of this. I mean, imagine, so again, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about your business or your authority, like the people that you're over, like how many, how your customers going, why am I coming back to your coffee shop or your XYZ business? Or I'll go back to the tour business. Because I just had a great experience. I can buy doors from several people, and I can buy coffee from wherever, or hamburgers, or whatever service your insurance, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we get past this component, like the human beings that are, you know, moving the wheel on a daily basis. And that's why when you put this theme about, you know, what's the purpose of authority, okay, great, so you knock this down. But the bigger that you unpack it, it it's, it's about the people and that culture and what you're doing. And this isn't some kind of kumbaya sit around a, a fire camp and be like, okay, hey, Aaron, I love you and you love me. We're one big happy family here. No, it's like this is real because, one, that's what we're supposed to do. But it truly is, in today's world, a competitive advantage. Yep. Uh, you you want to you keep talent, retain talent, do the things that God placed on your heart, your vision. Man, if you don't do this, especially in today's world, your, your talent will just, vac it'll just be a vacuum. Be like, hey, what happened? You know, because uh, it's more than just the hands and the feet of what people are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Widgets get produced. That's easy. Yeah. And more and more as the world gets more automated, they yeah, get produced yeah. it's like a zero sum game, completely outside of our control. But the reality is, um, what makes what makes authority great is not the widgets we produce, but the people that we make better. Yeah. So it's just about impact. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if you've appreciated the show, like it, share it, rate, review. That always is helpful for us. Yes, it is. And uh, we thank you for listening. Um, make sure that if you have any questions or issues that you'd like to hear us address on the podcast, that you fire off an email either to Jason at Ariel-Tribe.com or Aaron at Ariel-Tribe.com. And we will try to get those on the show and uh, see what we can do to help all of us be better together. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again real soon.